Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. I have Megan Brown here today with us. She is phenomenal. She's a moody Bible study teacher in addition to being a military spouse and a military spouse leader. She has a nonprofit called Military Spouse Coalition, and she has four children. Megan is just an incredible, wonderful woman of God, and I think she's at the forefront of a revival. We want to talk about that today, and we want to talk about how we can help and support and love military spouses. Maybe you are a military spouse, and if you are, you could reach out to her today at Megan at MillSpoCo.com, or you could reach out to me at jennifer Jackson. Dot org, and we want to connect with you. But, Megan, welcome back to the show today. Thanks so much for having me back. It, I could talk to you for hours. I'm really interested and excited about what God is doing in our nation through the the military. I, you know, we were at staff meeting this week and just talking about different ones, and I, there was a military spouse. We were all saying, I haven't seen her for a while, and we were just chitty, chatting around, and someone said, oh, she moved. And I was like, oh, she moved. You know, and so we all felt like we didn't even get to, a chance to say goodbye. We didn't know she was moving, and how did that disconnect happen? And we were all just bouncing around someone had connected with her but uh, it's it's challenging isn't it and what about the loneliness what about I just think of all the challenges that our military spouses face you know uh there's this this uh name we have for a particular season right so we have these things every year it's it's called PCS season and it means Hmm. permanent change of station Permanent change of station season begins in about January, February, March, and it is in full swing throughout the summer because everyone is moving because they're trying to get everyone to their new duty stations before school starts. Yeah. So we call it PCS season, Hmm. right? So knowing that every year there's an opportunity to move, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. you know, every once in a while we joke about getting the two-year itch, and what that means is you've been at a station for two years. And now you're like, okay, time to go. Where are we going? Yeah. Um, there's a moment after a fresh PCS, meaning you have just moved. Mm. You are in your new house. It is empty except for all the boxes. There's nowhere to sit. Mm. Your children are running around like crazy. Yep. And it occurs to you in that moment while your husband is in processing that you are totally alone. Mm. You are here by yourself. You don't know a soul. And you begin to sift through that feeling of crippling isolation. Yeah. Um, We call it the PCS depressed. Mm -hmm. It's the moment you truly realize that you are the brand new one again, and no one knows you. You know no one. And the first objective becomes, I must make contact with another human being mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because it is very isolating. And, and uh, if you're honest, you really don't have the bandwidth to invest 
new relationships. And so there's a season of about two, three weeks to three months yeah. where you are kind of surviving in your four walls alone. And I wonder, is there grief because perhaps you finally made that friend at the last, you know, deployment and now you've had to leave that person? Uh, grief is the fine print on every set of orders. Mm. <laughs> um, a good friend of mine kind of says that all the time. Grief is the fine print on every set yeah. of orders. You're either grieving the community you lost, the church family you love, uh, the job you love, the friends mm-hmm. you've made. Um, grief and loss are just sort of uh, pillars in the military spouse experience. Wow. You know, I, I think that churches, you know, I'm a pastor, pastor's wife. I think about how could we recognize uh, those military spouses and reach out to those families, maybe even just a hug <laughs> might be very important. How, what can we do? You know, I think one of the biggest things that we found, there's a survey company in our space, Blue Star Families, releases a military quality of life survey every year. And uh, uh, I think it was two years ago, it came back that only 16% of active duty military families believe their civilian community members understand their sacrifice. Yeah. And I would even say that 16% is a little generous mm-hmm. based on our experience in ministry. I think what can churches do? I think the first thing they can do is be intentional about learning and listening, listen to the story, experience the grief, the weight, the, the sacrifice, and honor that in meaningful ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lady walked up to me one time. My husband had been deployed for a couple of weeks, and she just gave me this enormous church lady hug. And she said, you know, it just occurred to me that it might have been a little while since an adult has hugged you. And it was that sweet understanding, that moment mm-hmm. of feeling fully known, understood, and cared for, that really, you know, that day, it was, it was, that was a hug from Jesus, that lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's about knowing what we're actually giving up and responding to that in ways that honor it. Well, and you talk about honor. I think honor is a really important word here because I, I remember as a child, my grandfather, he had two purple hearts. He had a bronze star, and I didn't even know that I had a hero at the dinner table. I didn't understand that as a child. I remember my grandfather taking us to the Veterans Day Parade, and it was very important to him. And he and his buddies would carry these banners, and, you know, Grandma would make the green marshmallow fluff salad, and (laughs) we would run around as kids and everything. And I look back on that, and I think about, wow, my grandfather was trying to help us to see how important this was, this Veterans Day Parade. And what could we do? How You know, I just think, that word honor, has some of that been lost in our culture? And what do we need to know to honor one another and to honor our military? Well, you know, I think, um, I don't know if I'd say that I think honor has left, you know, our, our culture more than I think that we're so distracted mm-hmm. uh, by all the things in front of us, the things we have to do, the yeah. 8 million commitments, the um, overwhelming amount of responsibilities that we sometimes lose sight of the human, the human interaction that we're missing out on mm-hmm. and uh, really the opportunities that we miss to connect with someone on a real level. And I'm not talking about, you know, becoming, you know, best friend soulmates over coffee. Uh, but what I am talking about is uh, having those conversations that communicate that the military community or any community member is actually wanted you know, we have a saying, um, you know, at Milsoco, 
when we're training churches to contextualize for a military audience, that there is a vast difference between being welcomed and wanted. I could walk outside and around to any church within a 10-mile radius of me that would say, we want to welcome military community members here. We want them to feel welcome. Mm -hmm. But there are very few that would say, we want them. We have created programs for them. We are willing to walk beside them. We understand the cost, and we want to stand in the gap for our service member families. Those are very different things. Sure. And I guess it depends on your community. If you're near uh, a, a, a location, that would be the first step, wouldn't it, to find out if you're near a, a group of military spouses? I'm going to have to search that out myself. Yes. I mean, finding out whether, where the installations are. If you are usually near an installation, they're usually pretty big, and, and they're big, you know, centers of employment, and, and um, they really help with the, you know, economical situation. Um, in any given town. Uh, but one thing that is less um, known is, you know, guard reserve units, Coast Guard, mm. um, you know, finding out where those smaller um, groups of military community members are and deciding how you want to enter into serving that people group. Absolutely. How could we pray? What's the best way to pray? How are you praying for the nation? You're seeing revival pockets? We have seen revival pockets jumping up from all over. You know, when I started leading small group Bible studies out of my home um, and we saw the Lord just multiplying, right? You read about Acts 2.42 that these believers have everything in common. They're devoted to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayer. Um, that My favorite line in that scripture is the last one, and the Lord added to their number daily those mm. who were being saved. Yes. The Lord is adding to our number daily. And my prayer is that, one, we would have more mission workers. The reason I raise up, train, and release women as missionaries is because our community needs indigenous leaders who are, one, directly connected to the local church, and, two, who fundamentally believe in their core that the best thing we can give to a person is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, and so, so if, good. If we have these people working and moving, um, I, I guess the big, the big ask to, to the Lord would be for more workers. <laughs> we need more workers. We need workers. We need workers. Yes, the harvest field. Oh, Megan Brown, thank you for being with us today. What an honor. Very, very much a privilege to get to talk with you today. Is there one last thing? You got about 10 seconds left. Anything you want to just share as a shout out or, or anything else? I think the big encouragement I would give is that if you find yourself today wondering what God is doing and where he's working, it's to realize that everything that is happening in this season isn't a surprise to him and that it has already passed through his hands. Knowing that the things that are happening have already passed through his hands, we can step into meeting others where they're at, serving others where they need, and realizing that the Lord is working in those places. As we wait for him. Awesome. Megan Brown. Go to Megan at millspoco.com to find out more information. What a joy. What a treat. I'm so thankful. You have been listening to Jennifer Jackson on Simply for Women. It's been a wonderful day. We're encouraging revival today. We're thanking God. We're praising God. I hope you'll be with us on the next episode. 
hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be. Simply be with God.